Welcome to Dr. Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard ranked ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Grandmasters and Master Shortcaster, Dragon Rider, and of course, Major Death. So, new expansion, new mini set, like... Pretty, pretty cool. So things have been really mixed up since the last week. But we had a question yes. about the mini yeah. set. So what do we have for last week? Well, it wasn't necessarily about the mini set. It was yeah. about the balance. It was yeah. about the balance patch. So I'm uh, I'm confusing myself. I'm looking at it and I confuse <laughs> myself. <laughs> yeah. We we last week did our mini set review, and now we're going to talk about a little bit later on our first impressions of the mini set. But we asked you last week, do you think Nelly should continue to show the discovered pirates in the history bar like it was doing before patch 23.4? We had 40 votes. Thank you to all of you that voted. And with... Uh, 72.5% of you said yes uh, it should it should continue to still show the discovered pirates 25% said no 2.5% said you were not sure we did get a response uh, reply tweet from donkey who said as long as smite is an option I want it to show if smite weren't an option I wouldn't really care that much might still lean towards showing but in a eh, whatever kind of way. So, yeah, I want to know if they're getting spite, smite for one mana. And yeah. If I'm going to get smited for one mana, which happened twice in one game. Like, I had a warrior opponent play their Nelly, get a one mana smite, uh, find a copy of my Nelly, South, South play it, Scoundrel. get a one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And get another uh, Nelly. Got the Nelly, got another smite, and yeah, good times. Yeah, South Sea Scoundrel's just a kick in uh, <laughs> a not great area because not especially after Mr. Smite, because that's eleven damage, and you get to steal a card. So like, yeah, ugh. But I agree with that. I want to know if that all those pirates are going to be charging at my face. <laughs> I feel like that's my right as a Hearthstone player <laughs> that I should know if my opponent is randomly generated a smite off Nelly. It's it's really interesting too because I kind of wonder if like and I can't remember if we talked about this during our recording or if we just talked about it like beforehand, but if if it had not been this way the whole time, right? And then all of a sudden maybe we're we're a bug for like a couple of days and showed, would people view it differently? since we've had it available this whole time and a lot of people kind of made it out to be like, yeah, it's just supposed to be that way. I wonder if that's could be another reason why so many people voted. Yeah. It should just stay that way, you know, or, you know, if it, Pro if it had probably, been yeah, probably. Like, I, yeah. I wonder how much of it like is contributed to that. Cause if we never had it that way and then we asked that question, I feel like the response would be like, people would be like, no, why would we get to see it? You know, it's, so it's it's really interesting how when we do have certain things, how like our mind we, kind of skews to that. We're like, hmm. 
Me you know, too. yeah, we didn't we didn't know how good we had it until right. Yeah, exactly. You know, I I have to wonder, and if they just didn't say it, but I have to wonder if the the bug is the fact that you know I it crashed mobile clients like Nelly crashed mm-hmm. mobile clients where you had to reset the game, and I wonder if they just couldn't get that to work accurately enough with the mobile client. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like that doesn't feel like a bug, but like something else part of it did. And they're like, all right, well, we're just going to remove it. Cause it's, it, it, we can't, you know, we don't have the time to fix it or whatever, but it's just a guess, but man, I miss it. So, I know. I, I've looked at in-game after they fixed it a couple times. I'm like, maybe it'll just still show. And I'm like, oh, I just see three card backs. Aw. And then, like, the next game, I'm like, maybe it'll show. Oh, no. Never mind. Oh. Then it, it makes me sad. Yeah. I mean, part of me wants it to be there. But, like, at the same time, the more I think about it, it's like, there's not any other discover you get to see the answer for, and like Kazakistan or uh, Kazakis doesn't show you the golem that was generated, and it's just like. Ugh. I mean, it it fits with everything else. Yeah, it just, it, you know, it is that like we've had it, so now it's like oh, now it's gone, and yeah. I I liked having that. Now everyone has. Uh, uh, silences or you know some effect like that just because you have to assume now smite is in it you have to assume like when i when i get nelly point against me it's just the assumption that they got smite even if they did it it's just the assumption so yep it's uh warrior always gets smite off of the off nelly and rogue always gets gigafin at some point during the game yeah <laughs> it just it just always seems to happen oh there, there has been I've, so much more gigafin in the meta and yeah <laughs> not a lot of people actually playing warlock by the exactly. way exactly yeah. gigafin has shown up a yeah. lot <laughs> yeah all right let's jump into the news yes. because that just makes me feel sad thinking about it yeah. uh yeah i hear you Okay, so Hearthstone deploys Hotfix patch 23.4.1 on June 2nd. It's a server-side patch that fixed bugs with bioluminescence and Snapdragon not working as written and added colossal minions into the random pool for certain cards that generated options from a random pool, such as Elise Starseeker's uh, Golden Monkey. Before the hotfix, Bioluminous was giving plus two spell damage per minion instead of plus one, and Snapdragon was also giving plus one to plus one to hero cards. I meant to ask about this. So did it just give hero cards one more armor and an attack? A permanent one attack that they can do every turn. So, like, you got Brukan was getting plus one attack and could attack every turn if it had been, uh, if Snapdragon played before it. I yeah, heard it was buffing weapons too. It might have been buffing weapons. Yeah, if they like, had a battle it was, cry, <laughs> it was just buffing yeah. everything. It's like, oh, that's that's not what it's supposed to do. 
Yeah. I, yeah, bioluminescence was a huge problem yeah, because yeah. people were going absolutely ape with the burn shaman there for about two days until they could get that fixed. And just like I I was getting burned down from almost 30 uh, just with like three minions and a few spells around turn six or seven. It felt like. I wish they would address this sooner. Like that bugs me. Like I. I I really wish that they would do something, either disable the card or make an announcement. Like, it's just frustrating because there were people cheating. There were yeah. th- those people. They were exploiting the bug. Yeah, yes. That's cheating. That's not there. Yeah. It's, it's past exploiting the bug. They are cheating. Like, so something needs to happen. Either you need to disable the card or you need to punish cheaters. Like, that's just. I I I am like this goes back to remember when you could play uh uh Nord Nordamu the old Nordamu in uh Warlock and then play uh plot twist at the end of your turn and just skip your opponent's turn mm. and that was like a known exploit and people were doing it all the time and it's like once it's a known exploit either disable the card or ban cheaters. Like, I, I don't know. I, it's it's frustrating that, like, something doesn't happen. Like, it's just like... I don't know. It, it's frustrating on my end, because I'm like, these people are clearly cheating. Like, I would never... If I know something's a bug, I don't go in and play it to try and win ranks. So. Yep. Yeah. It's it, it's difficult. I, I I too would kind of shy away from that. I yeah, mean, I guess there are potentially situations where if you don't have a ton of decks, this is maybe the only thing you have. In which case, why should you be punished for playing? Because this is you know a, not something that you did. It is something that's just in the game, and so it, it's but. It doesn't feel good to see people exploiting the bug to improve their rank quicker than they maybe could otherwise. And and that definitely felt like it was happening for that first twenty-four hours or so after the after the balance patch. Uh or after the yeah, after the balance patch went live until yeah. until they could hotfix it late in the day on the second. Yeah. Uh. I don't want to. I don't want to get too much into it, but I. I heard. I heard someone talking about it, and I knew like there have been several times where stuff like this has come up, and I'm just like, like, dude, I get it. You want to win, but like, I'm also uh, above cheating in a game. Like, so it's like I. I want to win fairly. So I. I don't know. It just bugs me. Anyways. New bundles and returning hero portraits are available in the shop. So we have constructed portraits returning to the shop include uh, Lu Bu Garrosh hero skin, a, a say seven dollars USD, a returning warrior skin tier two, previously available from the Three Kingdoms bundle in February twenty twenty one. Thrall, son of Durotan. Hero skin for $7 as well. A returning shaman skin, tier 2. Previously available in the Dark Moon Fairs Tavern Pass reward track. 
Um, I just want to back up for a second. Yes. Lubu Garage from Three Kingdoms Bundle was how long ago? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Twenty twenty a year ago. Like uh, no, no, six, that was like that was like sixteen three months, months ago. ago. No, that no. was like three. That was like like three months ago. How how has that much time passed? I really want that yeah. skin though. Those three three the that. The three, the three kingdoms skins were really cool, and yes. I actually did not get those, and I really like regretted it. Uh, but I can't believe that it's been that long already. Wow. Well, now you can go to go spend seven dollars, yeah. and you get Lubu Garage. So, so, yeah. so I know these are people were saying that these two skins were available. Like, if you go into the BattleNet shop. They weren't necessarily specifically saying that they were available in the in-game shop. If they're available uh. in the in-game shop, you might be able to pay gold for them as well. But definitely check it out. Look and see. So you might be able to get this. To, uh, tier 2 means that it's got a special entrance animation. It's got its own own specific emotes for, the, for, the, uh, for, for this portrait as well. Um, so it's, you're getting the full, the, the full portrait, um, switch out from, um, for these two portraits. So definitely check those out if you are interested. I was surprised that they were giving away a tavern pass, uh, portrait yeah. or selling a tavern pass portrait so soon, but even Dark Moon Fair was actually quite a while ago and potentially there could have been people that have joined since after dark moon fair and wouldn't have wouldn't have this yeah it was the first uh that was the first tavern pass right that was the first time they introduced the tavern pass so yeah that makes sense so i do i just went in and looked in my shop and they are not in my shop um but in game yes that I sorry I didn't specify that I am in the in-game shop right now and I do not see those two heroes. Um, we have a battlegrounds bundle that includes uh, that includes a battleground. So these are separate bundles. So I'm not uh, speaking incorrectly. Battlegrounds mega bundle Eternal Night for twenty five dollars. Disco Dynamite uh, Battleground Strike Kazak. Uh, Karazhan Forever Battlegrounds Board and 16 new skins. We have Battlegrounds Board. It's got the Karazhan Forever uh, Board for 10 USD. A new Battlegrounds uh, Board that is also included in the Eternal Night Bundle. Sorry. Um... So the bundle get the mega bundle gets you everything, or you can buy yes. some of these things individually Correct. if you don't want the the whole thing. And so the board is separate. The battleground the, strike is yeah. Separate. The battleground strike, which is the 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 finishing animation, is five bucks, and the bar uh, battlegrounds bartender Gala Medivh is ten dollars or fifteen hundred gold. It's a returning battlegrounds cosmetic bartender. So these are all these are all just cosmetic stuff. Um, but I will say we don't have this in the notes, but I look in my uh tavern my shop in um in the client in the game, and there's three heroes. Uh, there's a there's a warlock, 
there's a Nemzi, there's a Mediv, and are I think these are these uh no these are yeah, the, uh, yeah. yeah they were available last week and oh, okay. I guess we did not go over the shop uh new in the shop last week because there was a Garona portrait yes with a card back ends and five rogue packs that was available as a bundle we had a Mediv portrait with five packs. And then we had a Nemzi, like an uh, was it underwater Nemzi or something like that, if I remember right. No, it's Nemzi Feast. Feast Nemzi. Oh, okay. Feast Nemzi with five warlock packs. Yes. And, yeah. and the, the the portrait with pack are ten bucks, if I remember right. And the Corona Correct. one with the with the here with the card back is fifteen dollars. Correct. Yes. That's yep. correct. Yeah. Yep. I did not know if those would be available for another week, so they are not included in here. But yes, yes those I... might still be available. Plus, there, there, there was. I think uh, at some point they released a uh, like. There's a wild packs with two random legendaries, and then there's a standard packs, or or it might be like uh, Journey to the Sunken City with random legendaries so uh, so bundles it, as well so it is the ta- the tavern special which is the uh three uh three wild legendaries and 90 wild packs for 59.99 and then bob's bargain which i see as two random standard legendaries and 50 standard packs for 39.99 okay so and some of these might be different based exactly. on, on on what they are deciding to show you based on how how you've bought packs from them before. So if you're not a yes, whale like yes. me, you might see something different. <laughs> I was about to say I have one for mercenaries that uh, is kind of making me want to cry right now <laughs> because I'm looking at it going oh. I think I spent quite a bit on mercenaries when that was coming out, so I've probably got like the whale mercenaries bundle. Yeah, yeah I just I have a pretty basic one for forty bucks, so. Oh, that's what I saw, and I was thinking, oh, that is sad. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. Yeah, they kind of monetize the uh, the living crud out of mercenaries, so. Yeah. Okay, it's. I was gonna say it's nothing compared to Diablo Immortal if you've been if you've been looking at, at social media. Yeah, I have. I have not like. I have not been a big Diablo guy. Like, so like I I I haven't even played the the uh, the game at all. So I just knew it was a free to play loop, and I was like, okay, well, if that works for people, cool. I had no idea. People, the people I'd seen talk about it, just like, well, we haven't gotten to the end in the free to play, you know, the end game loop, so mm-hmm. we're not sure how how heavily they monetize it. Yeah. So, I believe it. I I I do. Okay, so let's yeah. move on. Um, do you want to talk about the summer championships as long as well as the tournament section, Dragon Rider? Yes. Yeah, I'll jump into our tournament stuff. So, uh, you know, again, my little spoiler thing here, we're going to talk about the uh, Masters Tour Summer Championship that just 
took place over the weekend. So I, I, I can't you... I can't get the spoilers because I'm looking at the notes. I haven't finished watching <laughs> well, it. So, oh, I mean, no. I knew that was going to happen. I tried to finish it. I was out of town this weekend. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm on the quarterfinals right now. I'm on game three of the quarterfinals. So, I it's yes. not that big of a spoiler, but I was like, okay, all right. Yes, well, if you do not want a spoiler, go ahead and jump ahead like one or two minutes here. But if you uh, don't, you know, don't do that, if, then here we go. Hearthstone Masters Tour Summer Championship just took place this past weekend. And we had Habu Gabu as the winner overall. So it was kind of an intense weekend, but Habu Gabu defeated Dead Draw 3-2 in the finals, uh, bringing a lineup of Fell Demon Hunter, Naga Ignite Mage, or the Naga Ping Mage, as I've heard it called, uh, Naga Combo Priest, and Thief Rogue. I'm sure we're going to talk about a lot of these uh, in the topic, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, pretty, like, really interesting uh, top eight. There was, oh my gosh, uh, Ji Kuan Yu. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, I believe that's how that was pronounced. Okay. Uh, Possessy, Youth, mm. yep. Levick, yep. Gabby, Insane. Yep. And then, of course, Dead Draw and Habu Gabu that uh, were in the finals there. And yeah, that was just, it was a really intense, like, a top eight and just overall like some really nutty games i think overall there was i mean some were like you know maybe not <laughs> as much but I, I feel like a lot of the series that i was watching um you know ended up going going to five games they were all very close uh you yeah really tell that like for a lot of these players like the games were intense and like a lot of them showed kind of big pop-off moments or you know things like that so like it was a really cool thing to watch too because you could tell that these players are are invested in it right it was something that like they cared about when they won they it was it meant something it was exciting so like for me personally i have i really enjoyed that aspect of uh of the tournament mm-hmm. um, it was but- really good like dead draw making worlds is like they like every time I've seen Dead Draw on tour, you know, stream for like a master's tour, it's like he's been working at this for so long and like he's just like fallen short yeah. over and over again and now he, he hit it. He did it. He he got there. So it's like good for him. Like like seriously, couldn't be happier for him. Did you get to watch any of it at all, Mage? Uh, I watched a little bit on Saturday overnight, and uh, so I did not see like the finals or the top, you know, the top top four or anything. But it was it it's it definitely felt like some really tight games. A lot of we're going to talk about it in the in the notes. Lot lot of rogue, lot of warrior, lot of mirror matches because a lot of people brought a lot of the same decks and that sort of thing. And I was just going to point out the Naga Ignite Mage that Habu Gabu brought did not have Wildfire. It didn't have uh, Mordresh, so it, it was it oh, was the Siren really? deck the with Ignite in it as like the other oh. finisher. As opposed to using the ping package 
to try and to try and finish them off. So I, I specifically put ignite in there because I did look to see if it was a wildfire ping mage or if it if he was using ignite and and he he is he was in the ignite camp for this for for in his lineup for this uh championship well yeah my my mistake there because uh i think oftentimes we do see it as the as the ping version and i've seen some versions that kind of do both but a little bit interesting to uh forego that but yeah it was looking at the the classes here it makes sense yeah there was it was a bit of a split between it was either the ignite version or the ping version this weekend so um and we see like it was interesting because like the chinese players were all on board for the um for the naga the the ping the ping more dressed version and more of the european players were the uh ignite version so it was super interesting to see the difference in the region. So it was just, I thought it was, I thought what I've watched of it, like I said, I haven't finished it yet. It, it's been phenomenal. A very good play. Well, yeah, let's talk about the classes real quick here as well. Priest, Rogue, Warrior, Mage were present in 12 uh, to 14 lineups out of the 16 players, right? So, that's quite a bit. Like you were saying, a lot of uh, overlap, a lot of mirror matches. But Hunter, Shaman, and Warlock did not appear in any lineups. No Warlock at all. And I know we were kind of talking about it earlier. <laughs> How many Gigafins have we seen? And look at this. These these top players are not even bringing Warlock Yeah. Whatsoever. Well, so so the downside was that bioluminescence was banned because obviously mm-hmm. they weren't sure they were going to be able to fix it in time. So right. that like burn shaman wasn't even an option, unfortunately. So it's just a sad yeah. of you know what and, it is, and nobody felt brave enough to bring murloc shaman apparently. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) yeah uh the thing that i think is most interesting was that there wasn't quite as much uh i get paladin as i was kind of expecting there to be i I thought there would just be a ton of pal like i thought basically everybody would bring paladin and i mean there was there was some but not like as much as i expected i think there there ended up being a lot more um mage and rogue than i was expecting but um, the archetypes were very similar across all of the classes, and uh, yeah, rogues. All of the rogues were thief rogue. So you were talking about the difference between some of the mages were like the Naga Ignite, and some were the Naga Ping. But no, <laughs> all of the rogues yep. were were thief. I, I I think we're gonna talk in our main topic about uh, some different rogue decks, but I don't think for the tournament uh some of those were quite as popular right i think like by the time they had to submit the decks then after deck submission is when we kind of started to see some more rogues popping up on like ladder and and twitter discussions so we didn't see those in the the tournament over the weekend right um 
Okay. Well, that is like the big tournament, but I do have a couple of other little things here. I mentioned, I believe last week that I was going to be putting together some tournaments myself for June. I'm going to be running at least one tournament every month. Uh, and it's, it's under the Aspire Esports Center, if you're looking for it on like BattleFi. Uh, and the first one is going to be coming this Sunday, the 12th, and it starts at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. It will be Standard and Conquest. It's going to be a best of five double elimination. Uh, so a little bit maybe lengthy, but it does have a larger prize pool. It's going to be $100 prize pools uh, split between the top four. And I am planning on streaming and casting the tournament as well. I'm uh, going to get somebody lined up to hopefully join me on the stream as well for that. Uh, and also just another note uh, that I'm excited for, but uh, AFG player Ron Mexico did end up winning and taking first place in the Hearthstone DreamHack Dallas tournament. So yeah, congratulations to him. Uh, congratulations to him. Yeah, it's exciting. He went uh, completely undefeated, but unfortunately there weren't enough players to uh, warrant the Masters Tour invite that was originally uh, slotted to happen. But he still got like the cash prizes and, and that first place and stuff. So, you know, hey, that that's something. So I'm I'm super happy for him and kudos to him on that first place. And uh, that's... I think the the only other mention I have is this coming weekend. Uh, now that there's no big major tournament because we just had that, but you know, starting I guess the Thursday the ninth or Friday the tenth, depending on what server you're going to join, the uh, Masters Tour qualifiers for the next one are starting up. So if you want to qualify for the Masters Tours, then this weekend is your first shot. At those. Awesome. All right. Well, that that wraps up our tournament selection, correct? Yep, that's it. Awesome. Okay, Mage, you want to uh, lead us in discussion on our main sure. topic? Sure. For our main topic tonight, we want to give you our first impressions of the Throne of Tides meta. So we've been, it's been a week, a little bit more, a few hours more than a week uh, since the, since 23.4, which included the Throne of Tides MIDI set uh, went live. So we, we've had, we've had a bit of a, a mix up, a, a little bit of shakeup in the meta. I mean, this is a smaller set, 35 cards, so I don't think anybody was necessarily expecting huge monumental changes, but it was on the heels of some very recent balance changes as well. So between those two things, it feels like the meta has actually kind of shifted quite a bit. So I wanted to, wanted to ask you guys, I've played... Uh, in the last week, I've played some Mech Paladin, which really did not change at all. I've, I've tried earlier this week, the last couple days, to play some Control Warrior, because that, that's, that's been doing pretty good um, for others, not for me. Uh, so I wanted to know, what, it, what have you guys been playing, first off, uh, since, since Throne of Tides miniset has gone live? Um, so first thing I went for was Quest Priest, because, of course, 
I mean, Drown is really good. Drown feels really, really, really good. Um, Quest Priest is still kind of weird in a weird spot, but Drown was a lot of fun. Um, and then I played some Control Paladin. I've played some uh, Boar Priest. I've played some uh, Wig Priest. So I played a lot of Priest. And I okay. haven't. Ne- oh, I played some Control Warrior too, or not Control? Excuse me, Pirate Warrior, Quest Warrior. So, okay. oh yeah, you said that before the show, and we were both like, "Huh? Quest? Like <laughs> yeah. what? Quest Pirate Warrior? Really? Okay." Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and a really good win rate. So I tried it. There well, you go. I, you know, I I have not tried that, but maybe I'll have to. Uh, but. I, I did try a couple of the control decks. Like, I've tried a little bit of the warrior. Um, more of the charge warrior, because I actually didn't play that a lot before the mini sets. Um, and then I, I've tried some of the kind of holy paladin, control paladin, however you want to call it. Um, but the first deck that I did try, I tried an elemental shaman that I put Nephtalon in. Because I was, so, I was so excited for Neptune. I saw, I, I saw some of those games. Yeah, Tuesday. it was doing well oh for God. you in the first day. Uh, it, it was okay. It, it was around fifty percent. I mean, give or take, like a game or something. Um, but I, I just, I got to pull off the eight mana Neptalon once, and it was epic. And then I won the game, and I was like, "That's all I need." Okay, now I can like not play this deck again. There, so. there should be an achievement for that for you to do that. Right. I was so excited. I was like Neptalon for eight mana because I discounted it, and uh, you know, then then I was happy, and uh, I got to attack with the immune hands, and that was amazing. So uh, that that was my first day experience. Um, but yeah, it was not like that great, especially after I think more people have shifted even more. Um, but honestly, I think what I've been playing the most of has actually been Rogue. I've been trying some some Thief Rogue. I tried some of the like pirate rogues as well, which were kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, turns out that getting to like put some stealth pirates on the board and then go like Smite, uh, Gone Fishing to dredge up more. And also play one mana, three, one pirate that also sends damage to face. And you can do quite a bit of that all at the same time. Uh, it turns out to be a lot of damage. And uh, yeah, that, that kind of ends games usually. So I was doing that for a little bit. So that's what I've been playing. So you're saying Smite is a good card so if you're trying Smite, to finish yeah. games. Smite goes face. Smite is nah, good. There, there you <laughs> go. Imagine that. Uh, we're in 2022. Charge is still good. Yeah. yeah. Neutral charge, man. Yes. Who would have thunk? <laughs> yeah. And there hasn't been a six attack neutral charge minion before, has there? Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh! <laughs> thumbs up. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. So I want to ask you what have you guys been seeing on Ladder? Because I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I feel like Rogue is the most popular class right now. Has, has, has that kind of matched what you what you've been seeing? Whether it's it's like the the rogue deck that like you were playing with with pirates in it. Whether or not it's the like bomb, naval mine bomb rogue, which by the way, 
I will fully admit Shatter Shambler is a much better card for that deck <laughs> yeah. than I was yeah. expecting it to be. Um, so we've that that's been a thing. There's been I I lost to a death a different death rattle uh, rogue earlier today as well. Um, it's it it seems like there's it seems like a, it seems like Thief Rogue is like the most popular deck since since the expansion. I I could be wrong, but it feels like that to me at least. Are there other classes than Rogue and Warrior? I'm <laughs> ask, asking for a friend. I I'm not aware of Paladin. anything else. I've I've heard of Paladin. I just haven't seen any Paladin. I just believe that the oh you know what I have seen Paladin, but turns out they were actually a rogue. Yeah, <laughs> there's been a lot of that too. Uh, yeah, I've seen actually a fair amount of Demon Hunter as well. We're gonna talk yeah. about that deck here in just a minute, but mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it's been a lot of a lot of rogue and a lot of warrior uh, over the over the last week. Dragon Rider, what about you? What have you been seeing? Is well, that a bit bare, you know, a bit more varied than that. So I'm I'm not gonna believe my deck tracker because I'm looking at my deck tracker going <laughs> I have not seen all ten classes, and the reason that it shows that I have seen stuff from all ten classes is because of Maestro Rogue. Maestro, yeah. <laughs> it's like hmm, I don't believe that. Uh, so I'm gonna say yeah, definitely I've seen a lot of Rogue. I feel like for me it's been uh like a lot of like a mix of Rogue warriors and paladins. Uh, those are kind of like the three that I'm seeing the most. Um, I, I have seen some demon hunters, but I feel like it's not that common. And I'm definitely not seeing a lot of shaman. I think definitely there was like that first day or two. There was some mm. more shamans. But uh, yeah, after they fixed bioluminescence, then it, it does feel like shaman has fallen off. At least the latter a little bit. Um, but yeah, I feel like I've seen a lot of... Um, paladins warrior and rogue yeah apparently vicious syndicate is seeing that as well because uh if you're looking at the live data as we record this episode from diamond four to legend the top decks that they're seeing as far as win rate actually is mech paladin and hand buff paladin being the top two classes top two decks followed by two warrior decks control warrior and quest warrior and then holy paladin so it's literally like the paladin and warrior show as as it pertains to uh that that final leg uh getting into legend so i i can't say that i've seen much in the way of paladin over the last at least the last two days anyway there was a little bit more last week yeah it's been kind of interesting i think also because i have, have you started to see more warrior instead yeah there's been yeah. A, there's been more warrior the last two days than there was last week i would say that yeah yeah because uh, looking at these two also like okay if if you're looking at diamond four to legend especially you're looking at okay mech paladin hand buff paladin quest warrior of those three of the five i mean if you take a look at it first of all those decks like did not change at all from before the mini set and also, they are the more aggressive. People have already been playing them, so they have the experience with them. And, you know, you can argue that in a meta that might be changing, these more aggressive, faster decks, 
that i mean we see this like every time right every time there's new expansion like right at the beginning you tend to see more of the aggressive decks pop up and i would say that's these and even things like the uh the mech and hand buff paladins uh those divine shields and potential buff like buffs on the minions make it really difficult for a lot of decks to answer especially if they can actually get them on curve so I, I feel like that makes a lot of sense, but depending on where you're at on ladder, if you've either gotten into Legends, maybe you're starting to see a shift away from those, or just as now we've gotten a little bit farther out from the mini sets, we're also now passing the point, like today is the 7th of the month, so we're starting to pass the point where uh, kind of the initial week one rush of, of just you know, <laughs> jam fast games to get to legend is, is kind of starting to fade out. So I, I kind of expect that we'll see a little bit of a shift away from some of these. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. Well, I want to talk about demon hunters since uh, it did seem to, as part of the 23.4 in the mini set, it does feel like it has come back at least a little bit. Uh, aggro, it's it's aggressive, very low to the ground, but with a hint of fell, <laughs> I added, because you you are seeing Jace return to the to 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 the deck. Also, the Fossil Fanatic is actually proven to be a very nice card for that deck. The two mana two two that draws a fell spell after your hero attacks. And and we're even seeing the buffed Demon Hunter Colossal, which um I we, we saw it get buffed in the uh, balance changes right before the mini set went live. And like, you didn't necessarily see much experimentation with it before the mini set, but after the mini sets gone live, it feels like a lot more people are, are playing, playing with that colossal and it's doing some work a little bit. That, that's a pretty solid card. What, what do you guys think of the demon hunter deck? Have you played it, played against it, that sort of thing? Um, I played against it. It seems very good still. Like it seems um manageable. <laughs> I guess is how yeah. I would I would think about it. It's more much more manageable to play against as the uh slower deck than it was at one point in time. So you you, me- you mentioned before the show how 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 busted would that deck be right now with a one mana multi strike? Yeah, exactly. Because because Fossil Finder, that's why Jace is back. Because you can reliably draw fell spells. Like you're going to attack every turn, and basically it's two mana, put a two two aboard, and draw a fell spell, essentially. And sometimes it's four mana, draw two fell spells. You know, and you know, some decks can't deal with it super early on too. So it's it's a it's a phenomenal addition for Demon Hunter. Yeah, it's been kind of interesting uh, from my perspective. I feel like it's it's been one of those that it's like you said, it's it's fine. It seems manageable, and I I think that's why we're not seeing more of it. It's still slightly like maybe too fair compared to some of the other decks. It um, it doesn't it does not have the Drekthar huge swing turn yeah. as early. You you right. do have to you can swarm people early with like the fossil fanatic and and with the the other two two that 
gives you one ones when you attack as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and you could do some of that stuff, but you still are relying on like all the fell spells and probably Jace and and you know still using the 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 the, the glaive to to do double damage when you when you use multi strike that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's honestly where I have seen most of the the strength of the deck come from is still in the combination of like a big swing turn with a lot of attack for, you know, attacking twice and, and dealing a lot of damage. Uh, I, I've seen, you know, even some like demon hunter specialists saying that like Jace is too slow and even cutting Jace. Uh, a lot of people have been trying like the Caria, uh, uh, making a copy of the Zillag and you know that, saw that so, today didn't like yeah. that did not like <laughs> yeah. that it's it's a little inconsistent the 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 thing that uh the demon hunter is struggling with right now is that literally the zillag is the only demon that the deck is running so you have the the caria and the zillag and if you draw the zillag before caria or before you can play it like okay then the carrier is just a total dead card in your hand like you can't you know or you played as just a six six uh so that feels kind of bad and the other demons right now that you could play don't really work very well with the carrier mm-hmm. so it that is a it's a little bit less consistent yeah you can pull it off and sometimes it's great but it's it's not quite as consistent as some of like obviously as like the Drek'thar thing was right just so, just right. just think barnes back in the day yeah and i mean it's i i don't even think it's as good as as what barnes was no no it like, isn't but it that's yeah. the same it's, concept i mean because yeah. hunter back when they played barnes was just they played barnes and yeah uh what what do you call him yashiraj yeah, yeah. yeah and that was it yeah and i think both the Drek'thar and the, um, oh my gosh, <laughs> you just said the name of it. Barnes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like those both kind of were around the same turn as well, right? Like turn three or four were the big swing turns. But Caria, you're getting out on turn five at the earliest if you have coin. Or you're landing it on turn six if you're playing it on curve. So it is a couple of turns later as well, which which does impact, I think, in the... Uh, you know, against the slower decks, that gives them several more turns to find their answers, like brawls or you know, big removal. Paladin has, uh, you know, equality and like city tax or the pyromancer kind of thing. So, uh, I think the decks kind of have more of an answer for it. But I, I honestly feel like the strength of Demon Hunter right now is in that just can trying to get the draws, like Mage said, with that fossil fanatic trying to just draw those foul spells, draw through the deck a little bit, and then still get big swings with the uh, the weapon. And why am I drawing a blank now on the name of the, the spell? The one that allows you to attack twice. Ah, <laughs> uh, multi-strike. Multi-strike, thank you. Yeah, and, like, and like, I had this and great like, thought, and then yeah. I can't remember the name. <laughs> the the Kurtris hero card still a good card still does right. work in that deck yeah. as well. So, mm-hmm. and like, it's still, it, it's basically, it just, it's, I feel like it's that same aggro deck, but now because it doesn't have Drek'thar in it, it has some game, uh, you know, minions and stuff that are more than four mana, right? Because yeah, because yeah. it can, and and that's 
gonna be the colossal it's gonna be jace and and uh, those are those are kind of the or carrie like you're talking about to if you want to try and go that route instead but it, it's still kind of that same deck it was before but it's trying to do things a little bit later on in the game than yeah it was which what, makes it, it more before. fair right yeah exactly <laughs> yep yep it, it feels very similar but it's slowed down some I yeah. Guess kind of, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so we talked about Shaman being broken at launch of twenty three point four because of bioluminescence. Uh, since the hot fix has gone in, it feels like it's come back to earth. It it does not feel like it's being played all that much. It still feels like it's probably a pretty solid deck. Anytime you can uh, freeze your opponent's board for four consecutive turns. And then be able to shoot all your damage face with some spell damage attached to it. You're probably going to be able to win some games. So, uh, uh, have you guys seen much shaman after after the first couple days? Uh, the shaman I've seen have been murloc shamans, but I am in in like the lower <laughs> diamond, like in the higher diamond ranks. I'm like at diamond ten, and like ah, okay. so, like I haven't focus much on grinding yet this month so uh yeah they they i've seen murloc shamans and that's it i haven't seen any bioluminescence shaman or burn shaman or or just like if it was they didn't play it and they just beat me with the freezes so sure yeah yeah i i definitely think the the freeze board freezes is still where shaman wants to go yeah like but uh, I, I haven't seen as many. I've seen a few of them. Uh, but um, when I did see them, I was trying to play uh, some Holy Paladin. And Holy Paladin does have some answers. So yeah. <laughs> it didn't yeah. go well for the Shaman. And I was not I, seeing as many of them. And I've I seen a not. lot of um, the Smothering Starfish, too, right? That's interesting. I was going to say, I really don't like that Bioluminescence is a three-mana spell, because that means uh, the noggling off school teacher can find you a one-mana Bioluminescence, which that can get, uh, that that can expedite the, oh, the yeah. win condition for the Shaman quite a bit there. Oh, oh yeah, especially when you have Bran. That's what a lot of people are doing, right? They've, they do Bran and then... Mm-hmm. either the teacher plus the noggling or they play teacher and then if they get that then they go brand noggling and get you know basically yeah. two at minimum casts of bioluminescence Oof. yeah Oof-ta. uh let's yeah. let's talk about some of the mini set cards that are having an impact in the in the meta where what what are some of the impact cards that you've been seeing dragon rider in the in the meta over the first week what what are some that jump out to you um hmm well i mean i <laughs> i wanted to see more like neptalons and stuff um i think the the big one that has jumped out to me kind of alluded to it earlier has honestly been jackpot in rogue um this is the one that i that i said with like the tournament right we didn't see like jackpot rogue in the tournament because i think the jackpot rogue started becoming more popular like over the weekend 
And yeah. honestly, that one I think has has really surprised me. And honestly, I think it surprised a lot of people. Like I've seen a lot of people like posting lists. They're like, "Is this real? Like, is this a legit deck? What is it like? <laughs> what?" <laughs> and uh, you know, it 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 does some stuff. I some games, I guess. I I don't know how I feel about it. Like playing against it, like because I have gotten just totally high rolled on some of the games, and then some of the games, I'm like, okay, that was pointless for them like what did they even get out of that so i don't know how i feel about it yet but i haven't tried it so so jackpot is the two mana spell that adds two random spells from other classes that cost five or more to your hand so if you're playing maestra these are these are cards that that potentially are reducing your your wild paw knoll but the other thing that kind of works or synergizes and why this might be working is the four mana two two naga the scale the swift scale trickster, which really was not seeing much in the way of play before the the, the mini set. That is a card. If you forgot it, it says battle cry. Your next spell this turn costs zero. So if you get some ridiculously high price or high price card, like say a pyroblast or something, it, it allows you to then cast that. Yep. Uh, very right. You know, for zero mana, or you pay four mana for the trickster, and then you pay zero mana for a ten mana spell. So you could do that. Uh, the trickster is actually doing some work with the with the Azharan vessel as well. We're seeing that a little bit, but it, it's interesting that yeah, jackpot is. It felt like a card that I wasn't necessarily thinking Thief Rogue was going to want to play, but uh, the 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 deck where you put that in, and if you put the Trickster in there, you can. It it does seem to be working, and and ha- people are having some success with it. Yeah, I don't like it, but it it is. <laughs> apparently, it is a thing. I don't know. Yeah. I just that just doesn't seem like a good idea. But you know. Here we are. You're, you're at the mercy of randomly generated spells. Being, but I mean, there's still some other good cards in the deck that that you can potentially win game. You know, yeah, still of win the game with if you if you kind of strike out with the with the jackpot spells. Mm-hmm. Uh, what uh, what cards? New cards are you seeing have an impact there? Um, daring uh, the the two new warrior cards are pretty good um yeah so like those seem to be having quite the impact um i'm trying to think what else i the the fossil finder or the fossil was it enthusiast the fossil fanatic fanatic, there we go that is the one i feel like has that has had the uh the biggest um boon from 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 the new set. Sorry, I'm I'm was like getting distracted by my own words. <laughs> so 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 the warrior elementals that you're talking about, one is the Igneous Lava Gorger, that's the four mana three five elemental with taunt that says battle cry dredge gain armor equal to its cost. I think a lot of us thought that card was going to be pretty solid and could see some play. Uh, because of the armor gain in that, but actually it's the eight mana title revenant, the five, eight elemental with battle cry, deal five damage, gain eight armor. That isn't as slow as it kind of felt like yeah. it might be based on the, based on the, on the text and the hey, mana cost. I rated that a three. I thought it was going to be a solid card. 
Yeah, it is. It has turned out to be. And and if you get like a, if you played like from the depths and can get, and can uh, and put can play a zero mana brand before you uh, before you play that title revenant, that could be a huge swing turn. Yes. So you know, I, I think it's super like, interesting. How much have you seen it? Like, have you seen it being played a lot? Uh, I've seen it in pretty much every control warrior I've come across. Really? Okay. Yeah. I have not. I've seen it a little bit, but most of the lists that I've seen aren't running it. And a lot of, like, the tournament lists that I've seen aren't running it either. The, it's been really I, interesting. I was going to say, I didn't see it over the weekend during the Summer Bash Championships, but I don't think that... Um, Anything but the like blatantly obvious new cards went in, like Fossil Finder or Fossil Fanatic went into Demon Hunter. There wasn't a whole lot of um of the new cards in the in the deck. Yeah, because I mean, I even played. I I tried my hand at uh, Tice's uh, qualifier that happened today as well, um, for TwitchCon, like trying to get to that and. Uh, I wasn't even seeing it in those warriors. It's just been really interesting. Like it's one card that I feel like either everyone has seen or like, no, like you're not seeing it all. And so I was just curious, like how much you guys have actually come across and it. So I've been playing it uh, in the deck. Now, granted, I'm not doing especially well, but vicious syndicate, when they were doing it, they did their podcast over the weekend, talked about a, elemental package both the elementals being really above average so far in their kind of initial findings and that it was like you know had like a top five uh, over the weekend um on ladder with a control deck having both of those in there and um i'm seeing like a lot of stuff now like pizza was running it at and like top 100 legend as well so i think it depends on who you are but i'm also seeing like so there there were people that were running an elemental package and like no kazakas on and now uh, if you're in top legend you kind of if you're facing a lot of other warriors the edge you need actually is Kazakasan. So there's so there's a version that runs elementals that's like really good, except for against other warriors. And then if you're playing a bunch of other warriors, you have to put the elemental package in, plus you have to put in Kazakasan and, and have have the four dragons in there so that you can win the mirror match. Interesting. But ju- yeah. But but just the the armor from those two cards alone is just absolutely ridiculous and that and that's not even counting if you can double it up with bran which is pretty easy to do actually not just for the four mana one but for the eight mana one as well yeah it makes sense um i i so i was gonna throw light ray out there as being a card that i've been hearing some people talking about with regards to like the the hand buff uh deck or or like even the holy deck being a card that is slotting in at least somewhat is have you guys seen that i i will honestly say i have not seen much paladin so i can't say that i've seen that card in particular um i've seen it a little bit the light ray um 
I I feel like it's a staple in yeah. Paladin right now for sure. Like I I haven't seen any lists not running it, and I I will say I know because <laughs> Daring was Daring was trying to call me out on this before the show. I'll just admit it. All right. Yes, I don't. I I said I didn't like it. I didn't rate it very highly. I still like it's it's a fine card. I it's fine, but I think it's I don't know. It's not as like amazing over the top as I think some people were making it out to sound. Like I, I think some people were really overhyping it, but it does feel like a solid card for sure. Um, I I think it really kind of does feel like the uh oh my gosh why do i <laughs> Darren, help me out again what was the four or five taunt divine shield ah uh, the devout oh people goodness. devout people yes thank you i know i asked you that last week too um <laughs> yeah the devout people like it feels like that i think uh when i've been trying out some holy paladin it's it's either a five five or a six six i feel like pretty consistently uh because you can generally kind of get at least like one buff on it um, and then you can follow it up with adding like the five five, or yeah, it's, it's the five five taunt or six six taunt, and you can often get the plus five plus five and a divine shield on it. Um, Garden Serenity or was it? Yeah, with the with the Garden's Grace. Garden's uh, Grace. There we go. You're yeah. Kind of depending on what you play, like how the game goes, you're you're generally discounting both of them at the same time. Uh, so you can get them both for pretty cheap. Uh, the other combo is putting, here it is again, Smite. You get the Garden's Grace is discounted, and then you buff those, you know, put those both on Smite. Um, but yeah, Light, Light Ray, I think, has been definitely showing up in the, like, Holy Paladin decks. So two classes we really have not talked about, and they were two classes that did not see uh, any action in the... Or, not much action, I guess, in the Summer Championship is Druid and Warlock. Um, I, I forgot, actually, the fir- the very first deck that I played after the, the mini set went live was actually uh, at, like Token Druid. There was a list somebody did on day one uh, that did really well with Token Druid, and so... I, I went back to uh to playing Token Druid and was playing the playing the new card that if you have a nature spell buff your buff your board. Uh I forgot what that one's called. What which one? The Herald of Nature, Battle Cry, three mana three three naga. If you cast a nature spell while holding this, give your other minions plus one plus two. And and it actually ended up I, I won some games with it. Against Shaman no less, who was who was really busted at the time? It allowed you to to get under them before they could before they could go off. But ha- have you seen much in the way of druid or warlock over the last week? I've seen some druid. In honesty, I've seen a little bit of druid here and there, but um, it it hasn't been much. And it has been it's either ramp or celestial. I was playing. Uh, pirate warrior when i was facing him so i didn't really get to find out (laughs) (laughs) so okay yeah i I mean it i've seen no warlock i will say that 100 percent. i have not i i cannot remember seeing a warlock after the patch well i i take that back i saw uh, uh 
a few last week. Just a few. I think just testing out that new um, Ignite card. The Immolate Immolate, yes. The Immolate. There we go. Sorry. Didn't have the name in front of me. Yes. I saw people trying out the Immolate because obviously that's the like the new hotness for Curse Warlock. But then I have yet to see it again. So I don't know. It might just be where I'm at right now. So. Yeah, I've I, I feel like on ladder, the only like druids, I mean maybe like rare occasion druid or warlock, but mostly if I see them on ladder, it's they're actually a rogue. Uh, but in tournaments, I, I feel like I have been seeing druid, and again, it's uh, it does really well versus warriors and uh, the holy paladin, so I think people are bringing it in tournaments. Uh, in a lineup where they are not banning those and they're trying to, you know, just go up against the the warrior. Okay. All right. So we've been talking about some of the decks, what we've been seeing, what what we've been playing, what we've been playing against. And so I want to know from you, are you liking this meta? Is is this better or worse than, than, uh, say, pre-mini set? After the last set of balance changes, that like ten days that we had between the balance changes and and, and the launch of the the Throne of Tides mini set, Daring, what do you what do you think? Are you liking this meta? Is it better or worse than what we had before? Um, I, you know, honestly, I don't notice that much of a difference. Um. I think it's fine. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, 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 I still have not gotten as much time with it. I was getting over COVID. So, like, I don't think I had the proper time to really, you know, really get my mitts around it. Like, I did the pre-meta, the pre-nerf mm-hmm. meta. But I will say, I think I'm enjoying this more than I was pre-nerf and i think some of the cards they introduced are really cool without being bustedly overpowered you know what i mean like yeah i don't know jack jackpot feels weird and i don't think i like it but you know i can't really do anything about that that is what it is (laughs) dragon rider what about you are you liking this meta is this is this better or worse than we what we had before the mini set launched you know, I I have been thinking about this, honestly, like, every day since the mini set. I'm like, do I like this meta? Do I not like this? And honestly, I, I can't decide. Okay, and so it's I not just super, me. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I feel super weird about it, because I'm like, I kind of like it, but I don't, like, super love it. I'm not, like, really enjoying it, but, like, I'm enjoying it enough. I don't know. It's like... It feels really weird to me. And I, I think part of it is that it does feel like a little bit slower, maybe more like control heavy type of meta. And I'm not good at control decks. Like yeah. I'm, te- I'm terrible at control decks, but I've been trying it. But they're like, some people are arguing that they kind of work more like combo decks, but they're not really combo decks. Like, it's just a really weird, interesting meta. And like, I, I just... 
I don't know how I feel about it. And this is one of the metas where I think I have not known how I feel about it in a long time. So there's metas where I'm like, I absolutely love this meta or this meta feels like it's clicking or some metas where I'm like, yeah, I'm just really not enjoying this, but I don't know how I feel about this meta. And it's kind of weird. I'm going, I'm going to say that I don't think I'm enjoying this. I, I will not say that I've spent a ton of time playing because I actually have been playing a lot of Diablo Immortal over the last week as well. came out the same day as the, as the mini set. But I, I will say I it's, it's annoying because I do feel like this is a bit more controlling. It's a bit slower. It does feel a little bit more board-based, but not really. Um because it still feels like people can kill you from a really high life total uh, from hand in like one turn pretty easily. You know, whether it's Naval Mines, whether it's Bioluminescence, whether or not it, whether it's Galvanger, whether it's, you know, Smite, um, a <laughs> Smite whether it's Battlemaster, whatever. There, There's lots of cards that just sort of, you know, they play them and they win the game sort of thing. And... Uh, I suck at control decks. I, for some reason, just do not seem to figure... I cannot seem to figure out how, despite watching and trying to learn a fair amount about using resources and, and not, like, panicking and stuff, but I'm, want, I'm, I'm playing, like, the Control Warrior deck, and people are killing me on turn five because I can't get anything in the way, and I can't find the you know the shield shatter or or i can't you know they just go right through the taunt without even kill having to kill a minion off and it's just i i don't get it and and maybe it's the quick succession of the balance changes plus the mini set over the span of basically three weeks where i did not get readjusted really because i never did feel comfortable during that 10 days uh, I need more time before I can figure to figure out what's going on. And so we had two pretty big shakeups right in a row. And, you know, the deck I was playing, I was playing the aggro Demon Hunter with Drek'thar. And mm -hmm. so I had a deck that I liked and I felt like I was good at. And now I am struggling to find a deck that I can even win games with, much less a deck that I feel like I know what I'm doing with and understand the matchups and how to play it. So... I overall this might be a better meta than it was pre mini set, but I'm not liking this meta yet, and and I'm hoping that at some point I get there. That's is, fair. Is how I've is where I've arrived right now talking yeah. about this. Uh, we I definitely agree, though. It did feel like we got a lot of changes like in succession, really close together, like. The, the whole month of May, it's like we had like four different metas. Like it was like a meta every single week. And it was weird. I, I don't know if I'm a fan of that myself either. Because like even though we play a lot, right? We play almost daily. Mm -hmm. And it still felt like it was hard to keep up with. Like I can't imagine somebody who, who logged in like once or twice a week to do dailies or something and be like just completely different every time you log in like that does not sound fun no no it does not 
All right. Any any last thoughts uh, about the Throne of Tides meta and 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 week one? I'm interested to see what comes down the pipeline. I'm interested to see how this meta shakes up. I feel like there's a lot of interesting things to come. So uh, I, I guess we'll just see at this point in time. I, I don't... <laughs> Yeah, there, there's definitely more refinement that's going to happen over the next couple of weeks. You're going to see some of the some of the decks that we saw this first week are going to kind of fall by the wayside. The ones that are, that remain, they're going to get better. They're going to get more powerful. I, I'm curious to see whether or not there's going to be some some real um, sort of counters to Control Warrior because it does feel like Control Warrior is a deck that could potentially kind of become the 800 pound gorilla of this meta that you either you, you're either playing to beat that or you're playing to beat everything else and just taking those losses uh so i'm very curious to see whether or not there ends up being um you know something to go up against that it should be very interesting regardless yeah, and and of course we're going to be talking about it each and every week as we as we uh, as we try and get better uh, and 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 see more of what what the Throne of Tides meta and the rest of the Voyage to the Sunken City uh, expansion has for us. I'm going to jump into the poll question, and I asked Dragon Rider and daring as well as provided my own answer on on my thoughts on this current meta and so we're going to ask you what do you think of this meta are you enjoying the meta more or less than before the throne of tides mini set uh is your answer more than before about the same or less than before vote tell us what you think and we will share the results on next week's show Speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can email us at Dr3HS at gmail.com. And you can follow our Discord. Uh, You can join our Discord by following our top pinned tweet. And you can find myself on Twitter at DaringAlkaline, no space. And also on Twitch.tv forward slash DaringAlkaline. Dragon Rider, what about you? You can find me on Twitter at Donnie DK, D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K, both Twitch and YouTube, Dragon Rider DK. Uh, you can find my tournament stuff on BattleFi over at Aspire Esports Center, and also over on, for this week only, you know, a one-time special. Uh, you can find me uh, as a guest on the Coin Conceit podcast, where I'm going to be, so Ooh. I am excited. Yes! Uh, be, yeah, uh, definitely gonna plug this show because I I love you guys and uh, it's gonna be gonna be exciting. So I hope we can get some people over from that show to to join us over here as well. But uh, I'm gonna be joining Ridiculous Hat and Edelweiss over there this week. So I hope you all listen to that as well. Even more reason to listen to that really great podcast. So you'll have to say hello from us uh, to to those wonderful people over there. Uh, you can find me talking about Diablo, Diablo Immortal, Hearthstone, all, all my all my gaming sort of stuff. Sea of Thieves at Major Death. 
Uh, we released the final episode of the Phases of the Moon Knight podcast today, uh, episode 28. We've gone through everything and we did a recap on all of the about 400 books that uh, that we looked at. Alas, you are not done with me talking about comic books uh because we finished, we we actually we're going to shift focus. We're going to kind of change the name of the podcast, and we're going to be discussing the entire MCU, actually, and actually comic book movies and TV shows in general, not just the MCU. And we're going to look at the comic books that inspire them. So kind of alternating weeks between a comic book run and then a movie or TV show. So, like, we're starting on July 5th. We're going to release an episode on the Jane Foster run as Thor. And then the following week, we're going to give you a review of Thor Love and Thunder that comes out that following weekend. And then we're going to jump back to the beginning of the MCU, do a run of Iron Man, and then talk about the Iron, the first Iron Man movie. So I'm really excited about that. We're going to get to see all sorts of superheroes in the MCU. And then we're occasionally going to sprinkle in some, maybe some older stuff that, that is comic book related. We've talked about things like 300 or even like the crow and some of that stuff. And, and, and looking at some of the comic books that inspired those as well. So at phases of MK, we'll get you all the information about that podcast Hope you will join us. Awesome. Definitely will be checking that out. That's very cool. All right, guys. Thank you for listening this week. And as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three.